following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. July 6th, 2023, the birthday of the other half of the Fat Siders. Happy birthday, Fat All. Wait. Oh, yeah. Did they turn my mic on? Hey, yo. Thanks, there he my, is. Thanks, my dude. You're welcome, my buddy. Uh, we're also joined by uh, one half of Binford Tools' favorite fucking toolbox, Ernest Christian. What up? Uh, somehow my blood pressure, because I'm doing a podcast with you. You'll be okay. Uh, we'll be joined eventually by, officially, because it is no longer Pride Month, I can say this, the gayest member of the Take Three Wrestling Podcast, Joe Lopez. Yeah. Yay, lunch! <laughs> That's, I mean, that is fact. That is actual. That is a factual statement not driven out of hate or other inappropriate words. Hey, I got a joke. Oh, shit. Here we go. Oh, come on. He's right, though, because you're going to fuck this one up. I know. So I, I uh, tripped over my wife's bra. It appeared to be a booby trap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you need to leave. Okay, hold on, hold on. See, the, see, but there's a problem with that booby trap. What's up? Uh, I didn't finish the mission because you're still here telling us that shit joke. <laughs> he ain't lying. He ain't lying. Um, so on tonight's episode, uh, we have uh, coming out of Money in the Bank, we have a couple of uh, different segues there. Um, how would you uh, use the Money in the Bank briefcase on the men's side with Damian Priest? We also have the uh, one-year Triple H anniversary, uh, where we talk about how the first calendar year of the Triple H era of WWE has been. Uh, we will also discuss, um, was pinning Roman Reigns the best idea um, on Saturday's event from the O2 Arena in England? Um, but before we get into the actual topics, uh, it is the first show of the month of July. So I would be remiss if we did not discuss the wrestlers of the month because we somehow got that done before the middle of the month. I don't fucking know how that happened. Serious? There may have been a taser, a coat hanger. You're serious, Mark. Potentially a Bowflex involved in getting all of these picks in. Um, I'll let you guys figure out uh, which item I had to use on which member of this uh, cast of characters. Um, so our wrestler of the month for the month of June, uh, in no surprise... Um, he may actually be the first unanimous decision uh, of of a month um, that we've had so far. Uh, ever see. on the show? Ever? Or just like? Uh, just this just this month. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think it actually. Nope, I'm sorry. January, we also had a unanimous decision because that was the Jay Briscoe month where we all had Jay Briscoe. Uh, right, yeah, that makes sense. Month. 
That makes sense. April, April, we obviously had Roman Reigns. So he's the third member of the all first place vote getters. And that is the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Seth Franklin Rollins. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, great month for him, obviously, getting the title. Um, that was a lot of good stuff that happened there. Um, a couple of defenses, but, too, of the of said yeah, title. Uh, so. he, actually vaulted, he actually vaulted up. Now he's in the top 10 of the overall for the year uh, at 49 points. Um, Sami Zayn is still the overall leader. Uh, right now, he is at 92 points. The next closest person to him is Rhea Ripples. She's at 70 points. Roman Reigns at 67. The Kid Leroy at 59. Orange Cassidy and Kevin Owens at 57. Big Goonth at 51 points. Bianca Belair at 50. Uh, hey, it's Franklin coming to my town at 49. And then the House of Black, all three members of them, sitting at 47 points is where your wrestlers of the month sit through the month of June. Um, we still have some time left here. We still got some people that are going to make some moves. Um, obviously, you have the champions. You have some other uh, people that are going to get moved and and potential big matches coming up. We got uh, Blood and Guts. Um, we obviously have SummerSlam coming up, depending on where that goes. So we have some very open uh, movement uh, for some people here. Um, and there's a guy who has just cracked the, the, the list in general of just getting points. Is walking around carrying money in the bank, and that is Damian Priest. Um, so I will say, Sami Zayn, though, being a leader, I, the, uh, they've really cooled off since Mania, and I, I don't expect him to really be to, to stay there, honestly. You at this point, say that you say that, but he but him and KO got like ninth place points this month, like them being cooled yeah. off is still giving them right. 13 points a month. No, I agree. But Sammy was red hot, though, coming into the year to begin with. But building up a 22-point lead, it's going to take two months. I mean, yeah, and you got to understand, at the point point that we started the year, he was in a feud with the Tribal Chief to wrestle to Royal Rumble and the main event at Royal Rumble leading up to a, like, the tag title win at WrestleMania. Like right, right. it's it's yeah they've cooled off but I mean this is this to an extent this is you guys last year in the three CT for those of you that don't listen to that check them out um, with Josh Alexander Josh Alexander started off blistering because Impact yeah. Champion three successful title defenses a great match against um, whomever it was and that was all in like the first like. Six weeks. And yeah, then but, but my point is like it's it's yeah they've cooled off a little bit, but like it's almost impossible to to stay at the level when you're not in the feud, the biggest feud with the biggest stars in the company. And if every if every feud is the hottest thing in the company, then nothing's the hottest thing in the company. So like yeah, it's cooled off a little bit, but it's not like they are forgotten either. I would also say that it's, it's going to take Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens losing one, if not both sets of tag titles, to truly have them fall. Because at this point, if they have decent, successful title ru- defenses in August and potentially November, uh, that would be Summerfest and uh, Survivor Series, they're going to get... Yeah, they're going to get 17, 18 points each of those months. So a 22-point lead plus 34 more points means 
someone's going to have to score 60 plus points to catch them in the, in the next four months. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a, it's a guarantee that, that we're just handing Sami Zayn the wrestler of the year award on July 6th. But when you got a guy who put up a pretty solid first six months of the year, it's going to take a pretty good final six months to catch him. No, I agree. I, I mean, he, can, he may still be there at the end. Uh, I'm just, I'm just making more the point that Sammy does. You know, it's like he was so red hot from up to April, and then, uh, and then well, this doesn't have done anything really since. But let's be real here. You, you took him from being a red hot solo act to putting him in a tag team in a company that really doesn't love tag team wrestling. Well, Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling. But, but the thing we say that, but Vince isn't in charge anymore, bro. They, but they really haven't done much with the tag team division. No, just, just, that's fair. That's fair. That's I fair. mean, ever since, because here's the thing. You hit your climax of the tag team division on April whatever, night one of WrestleMania, where you had the Usos and Sammy and KO fight each other for the titles. There is not another tag team that's built on that level on July 6th that's going to go out there and put up as good of a match with those Either of those two teams. Right, and the Usos are feuding in the bloodline. So you right. ain't got that there. KO so, and Sammy have been feuding with Imperium, which has been fine. It's been it, it's mm-hmm. it's been quality. But again, you, outside of the bloodline, you're not going to stay at that level. Nope, you can't. You can't. Right. Yeah. So Sammy was part of the biggest storyline in the history of WWE. When you come out of that, it is only natural that there will be a cooldown. So prediction: we have, we have we now have we're at the half, halfway point of the year now. We have six months ahead of us. We, we still have things percolating now. Go to SummerSlam. Do you what? What, did, what? Put a percentage on this. What are the percentages that uh, Sammy will remain take the wrestling's uh, leader on the leaderboard going to end the year? Sixty percent. In your opinion? Yeah, I'd okay. say between fifty and sixty. I would say I would say it's a solid sixty to sixty-five percent because here's the problem. If they don't drop the titles hmm. in the very near future, they're going to get points. Whether it's yeah. cheap, point. 12, 13 points. You're going to have to go have Rhea Ripley have months where she's putting up 25, 25, and they're putting up zeros to just dent the foundation of, of, of where he's at yeah. right now. Because when you're looking at it, the only other person that makes potential sense of catching him in the top 10 is Seth if he keeps defending the World Heavyweight title and doesn't drop it. Mm-hmm. And it would be if, by some stretch of the imagination, Gunth dropped the IC title and won the World Heavyweight title before the end of the year. Which I don't see that happening. I, I think Seth, Seth is, yeah. is going to drop the, wor- the World Heavyweight title between now and like September. Yeah, I um, agree with that. But I, it's not Gunther. It, it's not Gunther. No, and if you look at it, Sammy at 92 points is the leader. Will Ospreay currently sitting in 17th place, who got 20 points this week for his fifth place in the month. Um, He's at 35. He is 57 points behind. And literally, it's one of those things, and it's not because Will Ospreay puts on bad matches. The match against Kenny Omega was potentially a match of the year candidate. It's It's a multitude of reasons. One of which being the fact that you and Joe, if it ain't if it ain't WWE and to an extent mildly AEW, no one's getting votes. 
Will Ospreay could go over to Japan tomorrow and defeat Sonata and win the IWGP world title in a unification match, and YouTube will still have him somehow at like 37th for the fucking week. That's a good point. No, that's a, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I mean, point. I look at it from the standpoint of Sammy being in, like like Jim has said, and, and, and this is factual, Sammy being in the hottest feud and storyline in WWE history for the first six months of the year really the first four months, but in those four months, he got probably, I could probably just look at it real quick while I'm, while my phone's dinging its fucking ass off. Give me my ding. You can mute your phone. (laughs) Give me my ding. Thank you. (laughs) He, He got third place points one month. He got Second place points in the month of April with with KO. They've got top five points in the month of May. They got top seven points in this month. I mean, they're literally just in February with him losing in the main event. He still got top ten points. I mean, that's the thing. It's one of those where at this point, it, it's it's not. I'm not saying that there's a zero point zero percent chance that he doesn't win it, but there's no way he's falling out of the top five. Oh, that, that's, that, that's definitely, uh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, not going to happen. Um, all right. Speaking of the hottest, uh, storyline in WWE history and the transition from there, this seems like a natural, national, natural transition. Mm-hmm. Say that word for some reason. Uh, let's talk about, uh, what happened on Saturday afternoon from the O2 Arena. Um, For the first time since Baron Corbin pinned Roman Reigns three and a half years ago at TLC, the head of the table took a fall and was defeated in a tag team match himself in Solo Sequoia, everybody's favorite car, the Toyota Sequoia. Uh, They took on the Usos. Jimmy and Jay, um, I, I guess this one's pretty easy. Uh, Jim, this was your topic. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't seen it um, in this run, in this historic run of, of uh, what the Tribal Chief has been doing. Uh, Roman uh, got pinned one, two, three, right there in the middle of the ring uh, with with Jay uh, Jimmy Uso and, and the world watching. Um, it happened and. Uh, obviously, title does not change hands. It's a tag team match, the Bloodline Civil War. Um, but as as you know, and and a little hidden detail here as well, as Tim pointed out on three CT tonight, this is the second straight premium live event that Roman's team uh, has take has taken an L. Um, but uh, yeah, the Tribal Chief taking taking the loss. Um, I have been very vocal that I didn't th- I, I I don't think that Roman should have lost um and and taken a fall uh until he loses the undisputed WWE Universal Championship of the Galaxy. Um and <laughs> I, I still I still believe that. I, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that pinning Roman was the right choice. Now, that said if it was going to happen, 
this was the way to do it. This was the person to do it or the team to do it. Because I think, I mean, I was it was always Jay, but it would have it, it would have still been passable if Jimmy did it. But it 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 infinitely better if it's Jay. No, I, um, I, I I feel like it had to be Jay. Right, okay. Yeah, it had um, to be Jay. On Saturday, yes. But if the story develops differently from now till summer or a Survivor Series or somewhere else, um, and it makes sense then, then it makes sense then. But it had to be one of the Usos. It had to be somebody within the family. Um, it had to have been Solo if Solo turned on Roman. It's you know what I mean, like. It had to be within the family. If it was going to happen without him losing the title, to me, it had to be within the family. I would agree with that assessment. Um, yeah. What, what I will say is, yeah, I think this makes the most sense because he loses the he loses the match, um, eats the fall, but it took three thousand seven hundred and thirty six super double kicks. Uh, double super kicks. Uh, it took the splash. It took all those other things that Roman wouldn't have to, to, to fight through. He wouldn't have to fight through two guys kicking him in the face repeatedly. He wouldn't have to fight through, you know, the double team maneuvers in a world title match. So it saves it from a specific or from a, right. a KPA perspective of, oh, well, he had to go through all this, that, and the other um, to get you know, to, to, to take the fall and, and lose and all that. So it's like, I, I get it from that perspective. Um, but like Jim said, if, if anybody was beating him to not win the galactic starship enterprise of the world, um, it had to be within the family and the way that the storyline has progressed. Right. Probably from the very beginning, dating back to hell in the cell when, you know, the whole, you have to acknowledge me, you have to be part of the bloodline storyline really began you know it, it ended up having to be jay yeah so um and, and and to be honest that was really a big mystery in this match because you know, first off this whole entire this most of this panel if i'm mistaken all put the usos win this match most of the panel if not all um I, other wrestling podcasts i listened to during the week most put the usos in the match so the usos winning the match was not a surprise no one shot by that i think solo eating the pin it's like okay, well, we we expect that. There's there's no shake up. There's nothing. There's nothing master that moves there. If, any, if anything, though, and I and then I have to go let Joe in because he's downstairs. Yeah, he actually saved Solo here. Yes, exactly that too. Because Solo old now. They did Roman. Right. You know, he hasn't been pinned since he went to the main roster. Or he only has correct. So it's right. one of those where it, it almost protects Solo more than it does Roman. Right. Right, and he, he, he and he want to kind of save that bit too. Also, no, I think the reason why I I did like in hindsight was because with Roman, it 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 feels like a major thing, and I think with uh, Money in the Bank, it's a big it's a big show. It's one of the, it, it, you know it's not a big four, but it's, I was called Big Five now because Money Money Bank is, means more. Is, is I, I mean, we we were slamming. we were disputing this on on three CT that Money in the Bank feels bigger than Survivor Series. It is bigger Survivor Series. Like it, it really is. You think about it. It, it. Money in the Bank, the show, and obviously because you now have two, you have two briefcases. It has more of an impact on the WWE's year than Survivor Series does. Absolutely. Without because question. Survivor Series, time. yeah, cool. Raw versus SmackDown and Red versus Blue. Like, 
but it doesn't mean anything. Now, if, if you know, I'm still hoping that in, in this new era, I understand Triple H was booking last year, but he was he was two months into the new project. Um, my, right. my hope is that uh, this year, maybe if they do something like that, then it might actually mean something. But we'll see. You know, that time will tell there. But yeah, this this show has more impact. No, it does. Um, you know, you know, we talk about in the past about like you know shows that you know sh- that should be only matches, not should be premium pay- pay- event shows like Hell in a Cell, TLC. Money in Bank should should remain a show with a Money in Bank name on it. I I, I think because the two matches alone sell sell itself. I I think it's big enough. I don't know, man. I, know? I I still I still think you could easily do like you know the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, Night One Mania, Women's at Night Two, or if you want to do like I I still think it'd be neat. If you do, um, you know, the let's say the the women's money in the bank ladder match at WrestleMania and the men's at SummerSlam. So no, I'm not saying that. So they're kind of their own feature and right. the, you know, they're, they're not both one on the same night. So then if there's one cashed in quickly, you're not going, well, good God, well, what's going to happen to the other one? Only if there's one left. So they're kind of two stories in and of themselves. Um, I mean, it's always going to, I don't think the money in the bank show is going anywhere. So the point is moot anyway, but, but I, I'm, I'm still not even a fan of it. Like, I, like, I think you can put these shows, these matches on big shows and just have the great American bash or something, you know, I think, I think the reason why I did from you on that, on that conversation is because of the fact that I'm at a point now where I view Money in the Bank as a closer big four match to a big four show than Survivor Series. The only thing at this point Survivor Series has is the name value, uh, the lineage of now almost 30 years exists, or 40 years existing since 1987. But other than that, in terms of importance, Money in Bank is probably the third. You could, you could, I mean, you could show in the year. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's because of two ladder matches. Like, but they they could easily, you you don't you don't need the Money in the Bank show to me. You you could put put those right, somewhere. Right. No, I, I and you can make a cool, another cool event in the summer and do Bash at the Beach, or you know, I get, well, I don't think they own the rights to Bash at the Beach, but you know what I mean. No, they could do a they could do the Great American Bash because they own that. Yeah, true. But but do it at the beach, <laughs> like actually on I, the beach I just, somewhere. I, but I just, I just feel like though with Money in the Bank though, at least for me watching the last four years, I feel like they put more into that show. You know, it, it feels like it, it feels they? like a big not not just not just, I just, mean this matches, year because also the show as a whole it feels like a bigger deal than a, a regular PLE show they do during the year outside Mania, you know, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Maybe the last two years because last year was, was in Vegas and this year's was in London, right? Uh, but I can't put it as a big four event because I always say that the big four are like seasons or like quarters, right? Um, you know. Rumble where it is mania. You have SummerSlam in the in, in the. Like you need a winter show, like Money in the Bank will never overtake SummerSlam as being the summer show. Right. So that's why I always say Survivor Series will still be to me. I mean, obviously the, this year. So you had the two ladder matches. You had the the Bloodline Civil War. But besides that, it's it's a it's a premium live event. There there was there you know what I mean. There was nothing. There's nothing about the matches. Even you go back to last year, you know, you had the, the 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 two the two ladder matches, and then you just had a you just had title matches. 
Like, yeah, it was in a big, it was in a big stadium, so it makes it feel bigger. But like, there was nothing. There was nothing that sets. Like, if you just if you show the other five matches from that card, there's nothing different. I mean, granted, there's nothing necessarily different about a SummerSlam or a, a you, you know, or or whatever. But like, I don't know. I I just. You know, and then it's then you kind of get into the the, the the COVID era one, so it kind of gets a little convoluted. But like, right. I mean, yeah, they they obviously they they do view it as a big show. So the, it's, it, much, it's like, so it's not going away. Um, I, 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 I'll say as much for me. Like, what's up? What's up? I I have to pull the the, the audience here because you guys are the audience. Joe's here. Hi, Joe. Uh, hey Alexa, turn up living room light to 100%. Okay. Joe literally just sat down in the chair and goes, my ass hurts. Not for reasons And like I that. looked at him and I go, I bet. And he goes, not like that. Not How like the fuck that. else are you supposed to take that statement? Not like that. I'm not even a bottom. Joe, you you never disappoint. You never do. Um, never, ever, ever, ever disappoint. He literally looks like he like he literally just tried to squat to sit down right now. Yeah. And I, it was like that uncomfortable, like where it's like, I can't really squat to the left because I don't want to blow up my left ACL. Like I feel like oh, I, boy. I pulled my ass working out yesterday. <laughs> you pulled your ass all right, but it wasn't working out. <laughs> God. What are we talking about? But Roman, uh, Roman, let's, let's put Roman the right choice. We, so we Saturday. got three in the month. Um, that 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 was the thing. That was smart. Uh, obviously, we had to start somewhere because we knew you were going to be late. Um, and then we got to uh, was Roman being pinned the right decision? Okay. And that's where we're at currently. Okay. I gave my opinion. I believe the two of them did, and then we were. Doing yeah, we're, we're clear. I think I think we're clear on this. I think money in the banks sit in the PLE so chapters, wait, and then I had to let you in. So where did everybody fall on the Roman thing, real fast? It was it was I think it was the right choice. Um, just because it felt it felt fresh. Because I I, I can't remember last week, Joe, but I think most of us picked the usual to win the match. Yeah. Solo getting pinned when it felt like okay, well we kind of expected that. Roman getting pinned up was like a, big, a big deal, and the fact that it's a big deal makes one to watch what's going to happen on tomorrow with the, uh, the the tribal court. What they're going to do tomorrow? So yeah. it's, it's, it, you know. I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I I did not pick the Usos to win for the right. Okay, you did pick it. Okay. Um. Don't put we that on the panel that didn't. I acknowledge my tribal chief, EJ. You should think about doing that. Um, but sounds like a Dallas Cowboy fan. But uh, <laughs> I said that it's his birthday. I'm allowed to get if if um, Roman was going to be pinned before he lost the title, because my 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 stance has been he should not get pinned until he loses the title. But if it was going to happen. It had to be within the family, um, and and Jey Uso was the best one to do it. Right, that makes sense. Like as you said, it, 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 shut up, EJ. I'm telling Joe, you were here. I'm telling Joe. <laughs> okay, but I'm I'm also like you know I'm adding to your point. I you don't need to add to my point. You didn't even remember that I picked Roman and Solo birthday. to win. He made I'm a old. Hey, you Ernest, now you're just making his point sound stupid. Yeah, stop it, buddy. Stop it. <laughs> um, I, I, I calm down, Fat Hall. I said that it made the most sense for it to be a member of the family as well. Oh, I sure. thought I thought Jay made the most sense because of the storyline that they built from the very beginning 
with the force acknowledgement and choking his brother out in hell in the cell and, and, and all right. of that shit. So if there was somebody that was, and, and I thought Jay was the piece from the very beginning, he was the puzzle piece from the start of the whole bloodline that if somebody inside the family was going to pin Roman, I always thought it was, and should have been Jay. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that Jay makes the most sense. And, and honestly, I don't think Roman losing a, a fall in a tag match where he got 17 super kicked by two people at the same time, you know, double team maneuvers and stuff like that. I don't think it hurts Roman from the standpoint of, oh, that means he's going to lose his title in the next match because, you know, he lost the tag match to the Usos. Right. Um, who are arguably the, the greatest tag team in WWE history. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those where it's like, I feel like it's, it's not anything that necessarily harms Roman. In any right. way, shape, or form. Fair. I get that. Yeah, I'm I'm on the page of... I was thinking about this earlier today, too. I feel like no matter what decision they made, I would have been intrigued to see what happens next. Like, they've built enough confidence in me with this storyline and with the twists that they've taken where I'm willing to go with them wherever they're going with this. So if you had told me that on on Saturday night that Roman won, that the Usos lost, that Solo pinned somebody, that Solo took the pin, whatever happened, I'd have been like, okay, let's see what happens next. I, like I, You would have had me still hooked in because every time you've done something and at least the last like six to eight months in this storyline, You've always done some sort of twist that's worked out. You've always brought it in some direction that's been like, yep, I like this. I'm happy where this is going. Let's keep going. So I would have trusted it no matter what. With that said, I do think Jay was the right guy. I do think he was absolutely the right guy. I I don't know that it had to be here. I'm okay with it being here. I think you could have pushed it off. It could have been even longer. I think the biggest takeaway from this whole thing to me Jay Uso, potential, like, singles superstar one of these days. Like, even if he isn't the guy that beats Roman for the belt, even if that's not where we go, and I don't, I don't know that I'm convinced that that's where we go, but even if that's not what happens, tell me that you can't see Jay Uso as a future world champion at this point through this. I'm sort of getting, like, Shawn Michaels vibes from him, or even, like, Bret Hart, like, that you're a half of a tag team, and you're pretty friggin' awesome. You're getting shuriken yeah. vibes. <laughs> yes. From him. But no, for real, like, like I'm getting you know, stop. team and you're really awesome. Like, I feel like Jay Uso is one Royal Rumble win away from being the next huge single superstar. I thought you were gonna say huge erection. <laughs> yeah. And he could believably he is someone who you could believably have win the Royal Rumble next year. Like the well, and, and especially like, especially with the world heavyweight title in play now, yeah. Like like if you if you only still had the unified titles, not that I couldn't agree with it, but I'd agree much less with it. Right. But, but that that world heavyweight title um, adds so much more intrigue for Jey Uso and Damian Priest and yeah. L.A. Knight and like those guys that are kind of on this mid-card but are good enough to be near the top of the card 
but we're never going to probably we're never going to get to like the Roman and let's say let's be honest too even before they unified the titles like the universal title and the WWE title it felt like Roman Brock Seth Bobby Bobby but and then, but then the buck stops here you know what I mean like it it seemed like a very Bobby very like small group of people at the top now with this world heavyweight title because it's a new lineage it's kind of what they kind of I think had an idea to start to do when the universal title was first made yeah, let's give yeah. Kevin Owens a try with this. Let's give Bray Wyatt a try with this. Let's give Finn Balor a try for this. And then, um, but like, they're, they've kind of been able to hit this like reset button with some of these bubble guys and, and Jey Uso, absolutely. I mean, hell, I, you, you could have made a case for a top tier title run when Jey Uso was main event Jey Uso at the whole the start of this thing i think he actually and he's only mistaken. gotten better maybe i think joe man mentioned that even back then he, when he, after that match that he maybe was yeah to the point that he could have said that this is like three about three years ago so yeah i could see it uh i think he could be a a player down the stretch um i don't necessarily know that i see him winning the Royal Rumble, even with the other title in play, um, because I still believe that there will be another story finished at WrestleMania. Um, and I think that story is the dropping of the Intergalactic Planetary Championship. Um, more on that on another show, because I don't want to go off on that tangent. Um, <laughs> we so, don't want to, though. I, I mean, I, I've said it. I said it the night of WrestleMania when we recorded the post-show podcast. I said it the Thursday after the show. If he's keeping the title till Mania, there's only one story to finish at forty. That one. And if you can't read between the lines, it's the same guy that was supposed to finish his story at thirty-nine. <clears throat> You know, we've always thought of him winning the world heavyweight title as the, you know, the participation trophy of fucking titles. It's like, hey, at least you tried. It's the cake with the Simpsons. Hey, at least you tried. You know. I think he even addressed that in the um, in the media scrum from from Saturday. Like he did. I think he, he even said something about how. Um, he would love to be world heavyweight champion someday, but that's not the title that he came back, that he came to win. Because the universal title has the WWE championship lineage, and that's the title that his dad never won. Yeah. So at that point, I I still think that if you're going to end the run at 40, the guy that makes the most logical sense is the guy who you be the guy. Yeah. Well, that's where the story goes, though. We've got a lot of time left before Reddit like, so next chapter is. Uh, I'm excited because I think it's gonna. this is going to lead to Roman versus Jay at SummerSlam. Uh, it's a safe match. I, I got it. 
I'm sorry to cut you off. You finish. Nope, nope. Okay. So in about a year and a half, Roman's just like, I'm beating everybody again. Like, everybody. Even the Rocks come back, I'm beating him, everybody. And Cody's like, nah, I'm still going to do the thing that my dad never did. And then Roman's like, oh, I'm going to ruin it for you. And Cody's like, oh, how? Because I'm going to beat you. And Roman's like, mm-mm. And then we get this storyline that's like half Katie Vick and half Finger Pope of Doom, where we get the corpse of Cody of, of Dusty Rhodes. And Roman <laughs> lays down. The- goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> and, and Dusty Rhodes wins the world title. And then Roman... <laughs> And then Roman has lost <laughs> the world title to Dusty Rhodes, but he has now killed Cody. Will you stop? Why am I still here? If I could have muted him and still said things, I would <laughs> But I couldn't because... You're welcome. Oh, there it is. He gone. No, Ernest left. He like left, left. And he back. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, to the left, to the Jesus left. Christ. Calder Cup champions to the left. What? <laughs> Jim, the coldest clear. You're good. Um, I thought, honestly, when he started talking about finger poke of doom, I legitimately thought he was going to talk about bringing back Mark Henry and May Young's hand. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I thought he was going with for a minute. I was like, if anything stupid's coming out of his mouth, he's going to refer to the hand baby. And nope, he went with the corpse instead. Fast Lane 2025, Dusty Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> and he's gone again. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for those of you not watching along at home, uh, the screen. Bye bye, bitch. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Joe has effectively broken Jim to the point to where we will look at a Calder Cup championship logo for the rest of the evening. What the hell is even that? Something outside of the cryptic mind. Joe Lopez. Joe, you'd never disappoint, my friend. I, I don't even... No, there's no problem. There's, 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 there's nothing to that, Jim. There's nothing to get to this. No, I'm just... Settle. GG, boys. <laughs> I, I, that's what you say to that one, GG. Because there's nothing to fucking add to that one. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. After three years, I'm never... You know, after three years, I'm never surprised. Never surprised. Nope. Never surprised. There's some of them that actually come out of his mouth. I have to sit back and I have to go, self... <laughs> The fuck just happened. Are we good on that topic, or we want to add more to that? I'm I'm good. Okay. I think it's uh Mike's, right? No. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's Michael. Me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. No, uh, no, no, no. That one. That one. That one's the problem. <laughs> it's me. Hi. I'm sitting next to the problem. It's him. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Give me uh, my thing. Yeah, give me my thing. I, I had to uh, change the lyrics or T-Swizzle. Um, so we talked about uh, the championship uh, aspirations with Roman Reigns being the world, the intergalactic uh, champion of the universe. Um, coming out of Money in the Bank, somebody walked out with the Money in the Bank briefcase. That is the uh, senior Money in the Bank. That is Damien Priest. Um, yeah, why is he only Spanish when it's convenient? 
the same reason why they always said that fucking Rey Mysterio was from San Diego, and now he's part of the LWO and representing Latin fucking heritage. Let's fucking be real here. There. But, I mean, you can be Latin from San Diego. Well, but the problem was he never used to walk around wearing red, green, and white like he was fucking Viva Mexico. And they put him as the leader of the LWO with Santos Escobar because that wasn't getting over. And now they're like... Viva la resistance. It's a weird tonal thing for me, <clears throat> Priest, though, because he'll be like, I am I am the judgment day. Call me, Pop. <laughs> it's a weird, like, it doesn't mesh together the right way. It's like when Drake tries to sound hard in a song. Like, I love you, but... <laughs> He's so true about that. Oh, yeah, it's a great analogy. Are you friends with Fred Van Vliet? <laughs> <laughs> you got that one. I appreciate it. Thank you. God damn it. God. Uh, my, my... Did you see that Britney Spears got slapped by the security guard of Vincent? Yep. 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 Saw that. You even commented on it too. Vic, Victor. Women Yama. They fucking smacked her with a fucking Creole sauce. What? <laughs> Off the, off the what rails. the hell is rails. even that? Somebody got a the rails. Somebody have a dry erase board because I'm just gonna mark the states that were officially canceled in. Yep. Here. Way out of line. Way out of line. Literally, you literally just lost the entire southeast. See you later, Louisiana. See you later, fucking Texas. Bye bye, bitch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Creole sauce. Now we're fucking canceling all because they're gonna tell you that first off, that was a waste of Creole sauce. And then they would have said you should have never slapped a woman. So it, you, we're gonna get canceled. For he ain't lying. I mean, whichever one you want to, it's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, you know. But oh, you, you finish intro, introing the. Uh... I'm trying to. Um, okay. Senior Money in the Bank has walked out with the briefcase, Damian Priest of the Judgment Day, um, much to the chagrin of every. Uh, I can't say every because I don't know where Joe stood on it. Uh, to the chagrin of myself and at least the other half of the Fat Siders over there, who we thought it should have been uh, L. A night, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but wait a second. While we're here, oh, here we go. What did LA Knight lose by not winning? What state are we gonna get canceled in for this next comment? No, it's anybody want to say? Anyone to say? Oh, anybody? Yeah, 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 it's a question to you guys. What did LA Knight lose by not winning? Um, he's fine. Only the most over yeah, in that match. He's fine. Like here's the deal. Do, do did I want LA Knight to win? Yeah. Um did I think that LA Knight winning would have been the best choice? Yeah. Is Damian Priest winning the money in the bank a perfectly fine consolation prize? Yeah. Um Well, you, you say you didn't like it though. When I I saw a tweet I didn't Sarah like it and good. I don't like it. Because the guy that I really thought should have won it didn't win it. But I can also look at it objectively and understand that Damian Priest winning it is totally fine. Because it makes sense because a SmackDown competitor winning Mr. Money in the Bank was fucking useless, especially if you don't plan on having Roman lose the title between now and fucking WrestleMania. Yeah! Is when are they going to be able to cash in on Seth Rollins or whoever the World Heavyweight Champion is? Summerfest, Survivor Series. 
They're not going to show up on a random fucking December show, or they shouldn't. They're not going to show up on an episode of Raw after somebody gets beat up and fucking cash in money in the bank because they're not on that roster. Why would they be there? If we're being honest, though, LA Knight belongs on Raw. Correct. Said that from the... Yeah! Because, um, but I mean, here's the thing, and this is what I said on 3CT as well. Guess who is about six weeks older than L.A. Knight? Bailey. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. How old is Bailey, by the way? She's 36. not 40. Get out of here. 36, 35? 34. Oh, she has turned 34. Um, but, but Priest and L.A. Knight are both about to turn 41. In, in the next couple of months. So all of the reasons that I said, if you're going to strike now with LA Knight, the same goes to Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. And arguably, the miles may be harder. The miles ran may have may be harder on Damian Priest. I would agree with that. He's, he's worked indies. He used to be a big boy. Okay? Yeah. But he used to be, I mean, pushing probably... 400 pounds. You a serious? Motherfucker. Yeah, he used to be. I've never seen it. Yeah, oh, wow. well, because, well, first off, you walked away from all wrestling for 20 years. And and he, yeah, like when he first got into the business, he was a, he was big. And was he. The, the Punch Martinez gimmick was the big one or no? He was the eradicator of the Little Caesars. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um. So, you know, just that in and of itself being that that big. Now, obviously, he's, he's worked himself into tremendous shape. Um, like but, Gunther. Yeah, Gunther as well. Um, yeah, a real good example of that. That man, woo. Um, but, but, you know, L.A. Knight has always looked about the same, you know. Um, he was Eli Drake. Yeah, I mean, he's been in, in the same shape. I mean, even you go back... You know, years ago, he used, you know, there's been spots where he's oh done, um, you know, dropping. So so the, the miles may be harder on Damian Priest. L.A. Knight looks like Brian Cage without the steroid prescription. That's true. Look at this. Um, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. You're a big <laughs> motherfucker. Um, if, if, I, if I saw his picture, I would not know it was him. Yeah. If I saw his picture randomly. So now, now, and here's the thing, L.A. Knight, because he is a single star who is super charismatic and all of that, he can always get heated up to where he's, where he's at now. Um, Damian Priest probably isn't going to be any hotter than he is at this point with where the Judgment Day is and where Dom and Rhea and Finn, like, this may this may be the peak, so you might like, yeah. Do I I again? I still think L.A. Knight was the right answer, but like, it's like Jeopardy. I mean, you may have a right answer, but it's not the answer they're looking for. I mean, I'll say this: if L.A. Knight was on Raw and didn't walk out with the briefcase, I'd be more pissed off than I am now. Um, but because at this point, I, I think the logical way to get L.A. Knight to a point of where he needs to be without the briefcase is to uh, walk into Ford Field uh, in a little under a month and, you know, defeat a certain person who hasn't lost the U.S. title yet. Yeah, that's right. Out of Ford Field with the U.S. title so that he has a reason to be the main draw on SmackDown while Roman Reigns 
is taking a hiatus or, or involved in just promos. Uh, LA Knight can be the, 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 the magnet and the, the generator of, of, you know, great TV on, on the, on the blue brand while, while that's going on. Um, so, you know, pencil me in for a, the way to get me back on track to not be as mad as I was on Saturday afternoon would be to have him walk out of Ford Field with the United States title. Totally agree with you that. Totally, totally agree with you on that one. That being said, I don't have a problem. I, I'm not as upset. Uh, it, it, like, here's the thing. If you are not going to let L.A. Knight walk out with it because of the show he's on um, and not being able to cash in there, like, I don't think you could have let Logan Paul walk out with it so that he could put it on, <clears throat> on a show that wasn't your own. Um so the fact that, you know, we sat here, we decided to go with somebody from the Raw brand also makes sense because a woman from the SmackDown brand walked out with the women's title. So you got a briefcase on both shows for a little while. Like that idea. Yeah. Um, but I guess the to, to finish the, the, the lead into the topic here, as we kind of kick it off here, um, how do you book Damian Priest with the briefcase? Um, I'll start and then you guys can, can, can branch off to whatever you guys want. Yep. Um, I think it's I think it's fairly a, a simple thought process here. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is well, Finn's going to get another shot at, at, at Summerfest. You know, Damien cashes in during that match, makes it a triple threat, or cashes in on on Finn afterwards, and that's how they kick Finn out of the Judgment Day. Um, I, I would do something a small bit different. Um, I don't think Finn Balor should get the world title match at SummerSlam. He's had the last two. I think it's time that we move in a different direction uh, for the world heavyweight title. Um, but I want Damian Priest involved and always being around with the briefcase. Uh, I do inevitably think that Damian Priest will successfully cash in on the world heavyweight championship. I don't know that I do it as early as SummerSlam. I kind of want him walking around with the briefcase for a little while. Um, I'm more of a post-Survivor Series world where a Roman Reigns defeats the World Heavyweight Champion in a champion versus champion match at Survivor Series. Somebody picks up the Roman Reigns bones to win the title there. Um, Oh, I like that. So I'm more of a whomever comes out of forward field with the title loses to Roman priest gets his moment to close survivor series. Um, because I, cause I wouldn't put the bloodline in war games this year. They had their war games match last year. So I would go world champion versus world champion. Um, in that, in that regards, or if you want to do a team blue led by a champion, Roman reigns versus a team red led, led by a champion, Seth Rollins, and then post war games, Damian Priest picks up the pieces and pins the champion. Um, I'm okay with that as well. Or maybe maybe Priest is on Team Raw in the War Games match, and during the match, turns on Seth, cashes in Money in the Bank, and wins the title uh, uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, or maybe that's how the match ends. He He turns on him, they pin him, he cashes in money in the bank and walks out of Survivor Series with the world title. Um, and then the next night on Raw would be the end of Finn Balor in the Judgment Day for me. Finn loses his mind because Finn sees himself as the leader. Rhea, Dom, and, and uh, Damien see themselves as equals. So they don't have a leader. They all have a common goal 
um, because they kicked the last guy who thought he was the leader out in Edge. So maybe those three see themselves as equals and they all have the common, you know, what's best for, for everybody in mind. Um, and that's the end that's of it. That's, that's perfect, actually. <clears throat> and to me, like, I, I, I want, I think more to your point, I want this to cook a little long, a little, a little longer. I want this, this to last, as you said, into November, December. You know, let, let it settle a little bit to the point where we may even forget about it. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he cashed in the briefcase, like, like randomly. Like, like, to me, doing it on a Survivor Series, like you said, is actually as random as you can get, really. Because I think anybody would, if, if he's off TV, like, say, for like a couple weeks, and you have this random, like, Red Blue match, and then Roman wins, and then the pick of the bones off of whoever loses that match. Boom, right there. That'd, that'd be a shock. And, and that would actually make Survivor Series, <laughs> you know, coming out of Survivor Series, an even more watchable product in, in, in past tense. So, yeah, I like that idea. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the easy answer um, is to, to whether it's, SummerSlam, which I don't think it should be that quick, but SummerSlam Survivor Series, somewhere in between there, um, heading towards Royal Rumble, um, have the 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 continued kind of push and pull, um, between you know the the quote unquote leadership of the of the Judgment Day, um, but for me. You know, like, I mean, and it's kind of the, my, my thought process because I think that's going to get your best reaction, whether it's, you know, Priest being, because let's be honest, if you've been kind of paying attention, Priest is subtly and slowly getting cheers, okay? Like, he, he, is, he is in a heel faction, but he is getting cheered. So, like, I think there's also a case of, um, you know, Finn kind of taking this stance of, like, hey, I'm I'm in charge here. You're going to listen to me, and you're going to do this more when I want you to do this. As opposed to, like, you calling your shot and, like, picking the bones when, you know, it's, it's Rollins and Riddle at SummerSlam or Rollins and whomever at Survivor Series or whatever. And finally, Priest just has the shits of it and is like, piss off, like, I'm going to do it when I want. And, like, even then you could do whether, you know, whether it's, you know, fast lane or whatever, um, Finn wins, and that's when Priest tells him to fuck off and beats Finn and leaves the Judgment Day behind and stands on his own. Um, so that's going to be the, that's going to be the dynamic to watch is can, can, as, as we start to see the, the, the splintering of judgment day over the next weeks and months, is it Finn that's getting the, the, the face reaction from people or is it priest? And that's going to tell you where this is going because I mean, unless we're talking about priest holding it past mania next year. Um, you know, I don't think he's cashing in on, on the, the, the universal title. Or what if he keeps it 
and we get the return of Demon Finn against Priest at Rumble or Mania. Because Demon Finn is going to get cheered. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those where, you know, is Priest getting a smattering of cheers right now? Probably because everybody knows how good his match was against our good friend Bad Booney. Um, and coming out of the, the Money in the Bank, those guys always tend to, to get cheered because fans are hoping to see a, a shocking cash-in so that they can say that I was there. Um, so when I look at it from, from, from the regards of who, who's in Judgment Day, who's out of Judgment Day, if this potentially leads to, to Demon Finn making a return to seek revenge on Damian Priest for turning on him, like... Demon Finn, I don't think, is ever getting booed. So that's just that's just my stance on on Finn and yeah. The obvious one is is the the Finn angle. Seth loses it, Finn wins, and he catches on Finn and they break up. That's too that's way too obvious. And I, I in fact I don't think they're gonna go that route because if anything we learned from Triple H's booking this the past year, which we'll get to in a second, obviously it's, it's a lot more unpredictable than we realize. Do so. Do you think the Judgment Day? And I say the Judgment Day because Finn is technically still in Judgment Day uh, mm-hmm. as right now. Do you think they add JD McDonough? Do you think Finn goes and tries to to get him so he has somebody more that he like trust? Because like yeah, on Monday when Rhea was like, "Oh, I talked to Finn," and Dom looked at her and was like, "You've talked to Finn?" Like, is this Finn like alienating himself from Dom and Damian because? He doesn't trust them because they're running buddies and things like that. And now it's, oh, I'm number one. <laughs> no, just put me off my way. Um, I mean, too. Um, yeah, um, I mean, there's there's certainly a lot of possibilities with and that. That that's what's that's what's great about him holding the briefcase right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm actually fascinated by this, but there's more than anything else. I mean, as much as I want LA to win else, also, Damon winning it actually is a little more fascinating. Because of the dynamics between the, the group and all that. Yeah, anything to add on Damien Priest holding Money in the Bank? How would you book his Money in the Bank run? I'm going to need Dusty Rhodes. No. Christ. Um, no, I like it. I like I like him being Money in the Bank winner. I like the infighting with him and Finn. I don't know that I think he's going to win the world title out of this. I don't know that he needs to necessarily, but I think they're going to tell some fun stories <clears throat> on the way there either way. So He did say, though, after the match on Saturday that he, he, he can cash for any title. He mentioned the U.S. title and all this other stuff. Well, yeah, we, we know that. Title. Last year taught right. us that. Uh, see- no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just wondering if that, if that can play, too, also, booking-wise. I mean, I I think there's all options on the table, but I I don't I don't know that we see a cash in on something other than a top tier title for a second year in a row. I'll say that. Nor should we. Nor oh, should we. Honestly, you win the fucking Intercontinental title from Big Goose. No, I think whether he wins the title or not, yeah, I'd be surprised if, if the cash in is on the big titles, one of the I big agree. titles. And in fact, the added a second title now makes it more prevalent now to do that. 
I agree. So, all right, all right. This is my topic, and it's a nice transition because this uh this month will be uh, Triple H's first full year as head of creative at WWE. So, keep it simple, guys. Grade it. How do you like uh, Triple H's uh, uh, creativity so far one year in? Anyone want to lead it off? Say it again. I mean, anyone want to jump in? You can go ahead and do it. Bueller, Fry. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll start if nobody else wants to. Um, I was going to say Joe might want to go first because it looks like he's about to take a fucking nap. But all right. <laughs> that's, that's why, that's why yeah, I said go Joe, ahead. No, so Joe, go ahead before you go. Bye-bye, bitch. No, he, no he, he's sending a highly worded text message to somebody. His fingers are moving a 1,000 miles a minute. Jim, you might want to start. All right, I'll start. Um, I mean, I, I, I think – Anything lower than like a high B or a mid B, I think is is disingenuous. Um, for me, I think you're talking B plus, A minus. Um, I, I I think like here's the deal. I I think Triple H being head of creative was eventually going to happen at some point. Um, we didn't know that it was going to happen on some fucking random Friday in July of 2022 because. The world fucking exploded. And you have to take the the pieces of what is WWE creative under Vince and put together SummerSlam and keep the bloodline going, but try and capture some of this magic that was the black and gold of NXT and make sure that women's wrestling seems more important than it's been under Vince and you know like i mean tag team wrestling had its moment there at wrestlemania there's it's not been perfect let's like and that's where i'm not saying an a plus but i think i think triple h taking over in in with everything that was going on and with all of the buzz about all oh, vince is still there and he's talking over his shoulder and he's calling in and he's making changes and he's tearing up the script every day and blah, 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 blah. Um, there's, there's so much noise around this. Co- and then you have the company being part of this billion dollar merger with the UFC and Endeavor group and all of this. And, and when all of this noise is going on, um, you're you, week in and week out, you're, you're putting for the most part, Again, for the most part, quality programming week after week. Um, and you're you've had tremendous matches. Again, your your premium live event content has been as good as good as it's been for years. Um, yeah, I, I I we can obviously elaborate more as you guys give your grades and and kind of quick thoughts, but to me it's 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 B plus. It's A minus territory. Not perfect, but um, I, I mean, nobody ever is except for Tony Khan in the eyes of Dave Meltzer. So, <laughs> I thought you were going to say in the eyes of his cocaine dealer. Well, well, that's just well, that that's just money in the bank. It goes hand in hand. Joe, want to go now? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call it an A or an A plus because not everything's been perfect. 
there's definitely been a couple of people who you thought you'd have seen a little bit more from that have kind of floundered. There's definitely been some returns that kind of went nowhere. You know, there's, there's a decent amount of stuff that, like anything, look, if, if you're, if you're going to go up at bat 10 times, you know, you're not going to hit it out of the park all 10 times. So was that, was that, was that, you 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 you're in the right, you're in the right area. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so I, I personally, to me, I'm looking at the things that have really like the biggest differences in triple H's reign versus when Vince was around and like the quality there, like, like the match quality has gotten better. The in-ring product has gotten a lot better. You know, it's one, one of the things that a lot of people took a W over WWE for a while was the in-ring quality. And now you don't have that as much anymore because there is an emphasis on in-ring work on WWE programming now. And that's a triple H thing. I think, you know, you've had, I mean, Obviously, the Bloodline storyline, everyone talks about how it's basically the greatest thing that's ever been happened in the history of pro wrestling. And, you know, the hard the, the hard thing is, it's like, it's getting to the point where everyone says that so much that you want to be like, all right, isn't that a bit much? But it's not a bit much. It actually really is, like, just the best thing ever. So, you know, you're here with it. But it's not the only thing either. Like, it's not, it's not like how Eric Bischoff just had the NWO and that was it. You know, like, there's been other good stuff here. The Judgment Day has been fantastic for the last year and a half. That has been an angle that started kind of out of nowhere and has gotten to the point where one of them is the Money in the Bank holder. One of them just fought for the world title. One of them is the Women's World Champion. And one of them is somehow Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> like, that, it, they've built that really well. One of these things just doesn't belong here. <laughs> right. And he's somehow the most over person in the group out of all of them. Well, second, second. Second. Though. Well, yeah, okay, fair. He's part of the most Debatable. Debatable. I, I, debatable. I, I would still take Rhea over him. Right. Though, so. Debatable, though. Depends on the town. The fact, the fact we can say this now, a year later, it's, it's kind of and that, but And that's the thing, like, because to you, because to you, Mike, and I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with it, you say Rhea. There, there, I guarantee there are people that would say Dominic Mysterio is the hottest, the hottest act in the Judgment Day. And I don't necessarily disagree with them either. As long as they don't try the biggest heel, the other two. It's only the biggest heel, the company not named Roman Reigns. Right now. So I got to say, I feel like maybe putting this in the B to B plus territory feels fair mm-hmm. overall. You know, like I said, I think that you've had a lot more hits than you've had misses, but you've had misses. You brought hit row back just so top dollar could be a joke. Top uh, flop dollar. Yeah, exactly. You know, Austin Theory, as much as I love the guy. That was for Todd. That was for. Uh, it it worked for, for both. Well, that's the. Yeah, I'll be honest. That's like, and that's the thing. Like, Austin Theory, I love the guy. Not really doing that much. Like, there's been there's been a few yeah. people that think. Is he hurt? Quiet. The return of Bray Wyatt as a whole. Mm-hmm. 
Is 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 theory hurt? I don't know. That's a no. That that's a no pun intended theory that I've had about it. Yeah, I don't know. Because we haven't even really seen him since no, the WrestleMania, right? Night of Champions, I guess he he had a match. I think he's been on SmackDown a bit. I know he tagged up with the Yes Boys a couple times. He might have defended the title as well, SmackDown. Austin the Kid Leroy. Let's look. Matches. But yeah, I, I'll go. Oh, with he's Sol- been defending it at house shows and stuff too, so I guess he's not hurt. He actually defended the U.S. title on Friday Night SmackDown. On SmackDown, yeah. It's also not a bad thing for him to be away for a little bit. No, not a bad thing though. Keep him fresh a little bit. I mean, I know he's been around a while. I'm probably like a solid B on Triple H's first year, and I think that's pretty good. Okay, his title defense on Friday was a two minute, two minute and forty one second. Match against Ridge fucking Holland. Not that, but I also didn't say that it was a five star. No, when was but this? like on SmackDown last Friday in in London. Oh well, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, he had to get they had to get the guy from the fucking brawling brutes on there that wasn't in the Money in the Bank briefcase match. Well, you Mike. Um, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the B to B plus range here. Um. Just because while there have been flops, you know, um, there have also been some people that they brought back um, that they've gotten home runs out of. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the Finally got the healthy return of Tommaso Ciampa. Um, you know, there, there were also some pretty bad blows that they've, that they've taken with some of these guys. Ciampa getting hurt. Bray having another situation that he needed to take a step away from the, from the business in general. Um, you know, both of those situations being what they were, um, you know, obviously Candace getting pregnant and having the baby and then all that stuff is all, is all kind of now her coming back. Like the way that he's taken the, the, the people that were part of the black and yellow brand when it was at its peak and is now integrating them in with the guys who have taken, you know, the main roster by storm over the last couple of years, while some of those guys, you're. Garganos, your Champas, you know, even the Ballers of the world were left there for for probably way too long. Um, so I'm cool with what what he's done. Yes, there yes there have been some some flops, you know, where we're at with Theory, where we're at with you know bringing back Hit Row and then them basically becoming fucking non-existent. Um, the lack of a fucking direction of the Viking Raiders, you know, like sure the stuff with Alpha Academy is cool, but like. He brought them back and put them on like the main roster and put them like right in the middle of like TV shows every week. And it's kind of been like, do we really care that fucking Sarah Rowe has changed her name to Valhalla and it's kind of been mid? Like, it's been more to get over Otis, Gable, and Maxine being a, a unit. And I get it, they're like things that need to fill that role or whatever. And I get it that Roe and, you know, and, and Sarah wrote Sarah Logan and, you know, whatever the fucking other guy's name is, um, are great in ring. So it makes it easy to see what you, to, you have a safe worker to work with the Maxines of the world and stuff like that. Like I get it, but it, it doesn't really do anything for me. Um, they were a kick-ass tag team in NXT ring of honor. You know, they could have went back to being basically War Machine instead of the fucking Viking experience. And, and I'd have been better off with that. Um, you know, but there have been home runs that, that people 
And it's not just the bloodline. It's the 300-plus day Intercontinental title run of Big Goons. And how over uh, Ludwig Kaiser has become as the entrance guy. Um, he gives me Ricardo Rodriguez on steroids vibes for his introductions uh, of Gunther at points. Um, you know, th- th- that wasn't something that he was doing in, in NXT. This is something, you know, they brought him up to the main roster to do these intros, and, and he's hit pretty much 90% of them out of the fucking park. Um, you know, and it's little things like that. Um, the the interpromotional stuff with, with Logan Paul, you know, getting him on the show, um, getting him involved in storylines, and, you know, he potentially has a match with, with Ricochet at, at SummerSlam. Um, that's going to be a, a match that's got a ton of, you know, hits on social media and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's the branching off that, that Paul has been able to do, not just from a standpoint of, well, I sold $17 billion in commercial spaces over the, it's the, oh, look, I've got this guy who's got 7 billion followers on social media. You know, I got Pat McAfee still. I have, you know, guys that I've been able to bring in that have helped grow the brand externally, not just internally to the wrestling fan. Right. You know, those are the things that you may not look at on a first whim, you know, and and his booking decisions. There have been many decisions over the last calendar year that I've looked at it and I've gone, well, Fuck him for that one. That one doesn't make sense. Even even the the decision to let Roman retain the title at, at thirty nine, even in the moment, upset that Cody didn't walk out as the champion. It did its job because now the story, whenever that story yeah. does finish, becomes even bigger. I'm glad you said that. You know, while I'm I may not agree with it, it makes sense, and and at, and at points, that's a good thing because towards the end of the Vince McMahon rain there were things that vince was doing that at points i thought he's literally looking into a mirror saying i'm the vice president or i'm the executive chairman fuck what these people have to think i'm gonna do it no matter how bad it is and i I think paul has taken that step back and he's like does this make sense and if the answer is no i think he's moved away from it you know i think that there was a, a a real thought process that coming out of Royal Rumble that Cody Rhodes was going to win the World Heavy Galactic Championship. And Paul looked at himself in the mirror and said, is this going to get the reaction that I want it to? You know, has Cody faced anything or is this just an unnecessary end to the greatest storyline on paper that's ever been written? Maybe we got another year to get out of this. Maybe we can get Cody over. Maybe we can get the Usos over more. Maybe we can get people to buy into Toyota Sequoia. And then, hey, by the way, fucking Roman gets to beat fucking Hulk Hogan's fucking shit. And next thing you know, we have another fucking thing that we can hold our hat on. So I'm BB plus um, just because I think if anybody wants to give him an A, I I mean, you you can make an argument. But for every reason you can give him an A, I think you can give him a potential a ding, mm-hmm. a, a nick that would still bring him back down to that low A, B plus range at best. 
Um, because if he was at an AA+, everything would have had to have been perfect. And I don't think that that grade is obtainable in the world of professional wrestling. Because not everybody's going to go out and have five-star matches. Um, and that's okay because people aren't meant to have five-star matches every night to go out there. Guys wrestle yeah. hurt. Guys wrestle fucking dinged up. You know, guys are, are, are wrestling guys that don't fit the same style that, that, that they want to wrestle. Things like that. All those things play a role in it. So to say that I, I don't think that there has ever been anybody one year, five years, 50 years in the professional wrestling business that you look at them year by year and you go, that guy's year was an A plus no matter what. Um, just because I don't think that that's obtainable. Um, so to come out of this with a high B, B plus, I don't think that there would be anybody upset with that decision. That's where I'm at too. A, B plus, A minus ish. You know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Roman because and I, ne- I never mentioned this ever on the podcast in the last year. Because while I was excited about him taking over in, in July last year, my one big fear was how was he gonna was he gonna continue the, the storyline the bloodline? Because look, Vince gets credit for starting it. But to me, the the bigger challenge of the story is the continuation at some point. Okay, how do you keep it fresh two years in, two and a half years in, three years in? How do you keep it fresh? And he's done a fantastic job of keeping this thing on, on you know, keeping the ship afloat. I the mean, one, the, to, to the, where like we we're like where are we going now? It's, it's great. Well, the one, the one, say. the one ace up his sleeve in the bloodline is he always had a guy in in the bloodline when he took it over that he knew that he would get an A plus performance from no matter what role you put him in, and that was mm-hmm. Sammy. Sammy was his right. ace in the hole. He trusted him in the black and gold brand. He always knew that he was going to get great matches from Sammy. He always knew that he was going to get A plus performances on the on the microphone from Sammy. I feel, I feel like, and this is nothing against anybody in the bloodline. This isn't against anything against the Usos or, or, or Toyota or, or even Heyman. I just felt like he knew he had a security blanket in Sammy that if he needed to do what he ended up doing with having Sammy turn and giving it more life, that he knew that he had someone that he could trust to get from point A to point B. He didn't have to, or, he didn't have to force right. anything there. He could do it organically. You know, they already had Sammy being the yes man. And it just, it, it naturally progressed to that point. And he, he yeah. looked at it and said, I trust him enough to get me from Royal Rumble to Mania. Yeah. Also him in the use of the NXT, you know, bring back Gargano, you, bring, you know, bring, you know, bring guys up in, from, from there and really using them in a way that Vince didn't in the past, and at least in the volume anyway. Um and and just the product in, in itself for last year and you saw it this past this past Saturday, it just feels fresh, like we predicted LA Knight to win the to win the uh, Money Bank or Logan Paul. Eh, wasn't that didn't happen? I, I don't think anybody picked EO Sky to win. Did we? Anybody pick EO Sky to win the women's uh, match on Saturday? I don't think so. But uh, I mean, like I said, the whole the whole year it's feels. May have mentioned her because he yeah, said it could be different. Yeah, I right. said if it wasn't, I'm like my pick was Trish, but I said I wouldn't have been. Io was right. my second pick because I could have seen her taking that step away from Bailey. Right. So, so my point is like the booking's a whole for last year for me. The reason why I'm being, I'm being excited about Hunter's WWE is the fact that it just feels fresh. Like where are we going? There's there's always a surprise element coming coming through it. Let's, so yeah, I mean obviously the cons. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? Uh, like I, I just I I want like let's 
be fair and 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 address certain things because like well one thing you said about the bloodline thing is like he kept it afloat he didn't just keep it afloat he's advanced the story so like that that in 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 and of itself is impressive because if you were just keeping it afloat it wouldn't it wouldn't be to the level that it's been if he was if he was keeping it afloat he'd have lost the world title to cody at me yeah right right um and let's also be fair too that in a vince wwe it was very like yes there was writers and writing teams and blah 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 but at the end of the day i think it was very much vince ruled with an eye like an iron fist right i i obviously i'm not i'm not backstage this is all this is all speculation i i don't believe it's the same dynamic with triple h running the show um, yes, he is still the final say, but I think there's a lot more open discussion. I think he has trust in his team more than Vince McMahon did. And I think that's where you are seeing some of the creativity. I think that's where yeah. you're seeing some situations where I'm fairly certain that guys are kind of given a looser mic than they were when Vin- when Vince was running the show. Like these moments of we're seeing it now with Seth Rollins when he comes to the ring and he just lets the crowd in that moment breathe and sing the song and he stands there like i think i think it would have been a little bit tighter and that moment wouldn't have breathed as much with Vince running so i think there is just a there's a looser feel there is more of a a a team to the booking style than it was with Vince a little less choreographed i guess so to say so to speak the only, the only major issue I've had with with, with trips um last year really is the Ray Wyatt thing. That's that's about it, really. I mean, it's been things, other things, but other things are no Nicky Nick next stuff. But and, the Bray Wyatt he, thing is the only thing I really here's here's the thing with the Bray Wyatt thing. The we don't know. We don't know what has happened there. Okay. We have zero idea what the fucking idea was. We have zero idea where where Bray was health wise. We have zero idea. Right, and that's everybody's thought process. That's it, right. You guys want to keep. Everybody wants to say that it's a dud. What did he do that was a dud? The fucking pitch black match was actually kind of fucking entertaining for what it was. I thought it was cool. I, was, I want to say it was a dud. I just think it's more so like we, we even in the moment when we, when we were talking about it in the moment we were like, "Where's this going? I don't I don't get it." And there's been no end in sight for this thing. That's the only thing. Hold on. When was the last Bray Wyatt storyline that we knew where it was going? We've never knew where it was going. That's the fascination with Bray Wyatt. No, right. but here here's the thing, and and this is this is me as a huge Bray Wyatt mark. It it did kind of get lost in the sauce a bit. It got a little right. Like it, it not that I wasn't entertained by him in this last run, but there was there was kind of points where it was like okay like i feel like it's just like bray coming out and speaking from his heart and then uncle howdy shows up and then this and it's like what what is like at least with at least with the firefly funhouse or with the original wyatt family like it felt like it was always maybe not necessarily fast moving moving this sometimes felt like it just kind of like went back and forth on the same line 
and uh, and but but here's the thing and th- th- this is the point i was trying to make is like we we don't know what was discussed when he was talked about coming back we don't know um we don't know what like level of creative control or creative input he has we don't know uh where he's at mentally we don't know where he's at physically even the first night when he came out he had a knee brace on for a promo, so like we we don't we don't know this 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 guy's condition, and obviously there's been a lot of reports about how he needed another mental break. Now there's reports that he's coming back. We we don't know. So uh, while yes, the the Bray Wyatt return may have not been what everybody hoped, maybe hoped or wanted it to be. I also don't know if that's necessarily all on Triple H. No, I would say that it's not all on Triple H. Yeah, so Part so that it. one's kind of just this weird, like side table, like it's like the 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 coffee table, at, on like the side of the room. Like, hey, like this living room looks great, and then like there's that coffee table, but like it's kind of an heirloom, but like it doesn't go with the whole aura. But like we can't get rid of it, so it's just kind of here, and we make it work when we can make it work, but sometimes it's just there. It's a family, it's a family heirloom. It just doesn't, yeah. you can't throw it away because yeah. you don't want to disrespect your family, but you kind of don't want to put it out. So you leave it in the corner and you know, it's like, Oh look, it's there. It's, it's, yeah. it's like the blanket that your mom gets you that like you, you hide in, you hide in like the ottoman until mom comes over and then you pull it out and put it on the back of the couch. Exactly. But it's also one of those where when you're looking at Bray, I think, personal thought i i always thought that the end the end of the uncle howdy idea was going to be at wrestlemania hollywood movie movie script ending and then you get bray into something completely different once he breaks free from the mind games of uncle howdy and i and i and i truly believe that that was the that was the end game um i could be wrong about that i'm not sitting in on production meetings i don't know just a thought process that I have. Um, but what I will also say here is that I, at the end of the day, like Jim said, that's not something that you can put on Triple H because we don't know the thought processes or anything along those lines from anybody else involved. Uh, we don't know how much creative freedom he had. We don't know anything else. We are here talking about the situation. And I, I feel that at points where we're, we're scrounging to find negatives for the sakes of having negatives to talk about like you have to reach for bray wyatt you know hit row is more of something that that falls on triple h it was his decision to bring them back it was his decision to bring them up you know it was his decision to not bring up grayson uh not bring up braun breaker or carmelo hayes and leaving them in nxt it was his decision to not bring up the Creed brothers in the draft. And now they lost a loser leaves town match in NXT. And now they're going to come up. Like it's things like that. Like if, like if you, if you're, if we're reaching for things that triple H may have had an actual decision in, there are other things that we could be spending that time and energy on. That is not Bray Wyatt. Because at the end of the day, and we've had this conversation on this show before. Um, there are times where people do not feel right mentally. They do not feel right physically. And at the end of the day, this is a sport. This is an entertainment brand. If you do not feel in your heart of hearts that you are in the best state mentally, the best state physically, 
the best thing to do is take time off. Unfortunately, it's the same guy multiple times. Unfortunately, it's a guy who is over as an act as Bray Wyatt is. But Bray Wyatt doesn't matter if Wyndham Rotundo isn't able to be Wyndham outside of the professional wrestling ring. So if he is having whatever problems he is having, us as fans shouldn't be sitting here and being like, man, Triple H really fucked that one up. Yeah. It makes Wyndham feel even worse because he knows that at the end of the day, there are people that are blaming Triple H for this. And I don't know him personally, but there's probably a small part of him that goes, I wish that I could wake up tomorrow and not have the self-doubt or the or whatever whatever it is that's eating at him. You know, there are always those people that want to wake up that next day and not feel that. And I guarantee you reading this shit on the internet and and, and sit, sitting behind, you know, his, his desk or, you know, even if it's JoJo seeing it and, and saying something to him, you don't think that eats at him as an individual, as someone who's suffering through potentially a life-altering headspace. Like, there's things that people don't think about before they type shit on the internet. And it's one of those things where we don't know what Wyndham's going through. Wyndham, the, the human being, not Bray Wyatt, the character. So to sit here and play a blame game for somebody maybe just needing some time to, to, to get his life together. You know? Nobody no nobody has any right to say anything right, wrong, or indifferent here. Um, as a fan of professional wrestling, as a fan of Bray Wyatt, I, I, I'll die on that hill and I'll say that the return and the Mountain Dew pitch black match and, and all that, I'm not going to say that that's a failure. I'm going to grade that as in unconcluded. Because we don't know what the next chapter would have been. We don't know what WrestleMania would have had before him. Obviously, it looked like it was Bobby Lashley before he pulled out. But maybe that's why maybe maybe that's why Bray left. Bobby! Maybe Bray had something in his contract that was like, hey, you get creative freedom. And then it was, well, we can't do that because, you know, what happens if Uncle Howdy, a.k.a. Bo Dallas, got hurt? Well, I don't want to fight Bobby Lashley. I want to fight Bo. I want to fight my brother. I want to fight the guy who I've been building this for and with. Well, we can't do that. Bo got hurt. I'm out. Bray, you can't be out. No, see, that's where you're wrong. I can be out. You guys wrote this in my contract. And people are just now typing on the internet that, oh, look, Bray Wyatt's taking another sabbatical for his mental health because that's what people have read the first time and they just associate things the second and third time. It's lazy journalism. It's people not knowing what the fuck's going on and not doing the due diligence to actually ask those questions. So I won't give Bray Wyatt negativity to, to Triple H. I will grade it as incomplete based off of not knowing what was next. You know, right. that, that, that's where I stand with, 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 with that. I mean, like I said, there are, there are enough negatives. Austin Theory's U.S. title run. Negative as fuck. He should have dropped the title at WrestleMania. I get it. The Cena win makes makes him look better. But has it really? Because he ain't done say, shit. What have they done with it? Well, maybe, not a champion. maybe not a champion should have dropped it. I was okay with a little bit going over Cena, but... I know. I, honestly, I would have rather have Cena walked out with the title. And then you build whoever beats Cena four nights later at, at SmackDown. 
Mm. You got a shot to build a whole new star. Hell, have L.A. Knight come out, and that's that's L.A. Knight's. To the yeah. Moon. You know, there there are guys that you could have built with that moment beating John Cena. Because it, because obviously it wasn't Austin Theory. Because he ain't done shit with him since. Fair point. You know, that's right. like, I, that, I think that's deep enough on the the grading scale. I could be wrong. Okay. You guys want to do wrestler of the week? Wait. Ooh. He's passed the fuck out. Bye-bye, bitch. There it is. <laughs> to, quote, to quote the great Hawk Harrelson, he gone. Who goes first? Uh, I do. Uh, first pick, because she's doing the I mean, Lord's For work. the record, I don't think anybody was taking these two from you. I don't give a fuck. I'm taking the number one overall <laughs> selection. She did the Lord's work on Saturday night. Give me Shayna Baszler. She's doing the Lord's work. Fuck Ronda Rousey. All right. Not a buddy, not, not even if you paid me. One. I'll take the. Uh... Oh, you ready? You got up? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, I'll go and uh, take the uh, new women's uh, money in the bank, Mrs. Money in the Bank, Eos guy. Oh, you're amazing. Uh, Jim. Give me Jay Uso. All right. Uh, Joe, you got a wrestler of the week? Oh, big Gunther. And Gunther? All right. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what Gunther did besides beat Matt Riddle in the shortest match on. I mean, good match, though. Even if it short it was, it was a decent match. Um. All right. Um. Because they also did the Lord's work. Give me the new women's tag team champions. For beating Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Wow. Raquel Rodriguez and Lil Liv. I think I see a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it real simple for those of you following along at home. The pattern is fuck Ronda Rousey. <laughs> to be fair, you've been on this for, uh, the entire time you've done this podcast, you've been on fuck Ronda Rousey. Uh, I mean, train, honestly, so. the only other person that I'm going to say fuck more than Ronda Rousey is Ricochet, but whatever. Still a dick. All right, uh, no surprise here. I'll go with the uh, Mr. Money Bank. Uh, give me Damon Priest. All right. Jim? Uh, I will take... I will take... Give me Drew McIntyre. Uh, big like return. Um, kind of feels a little refreshed. Um. You know, he's he's got his eyes set on the Intercontinental title. Does he and, beat Goon at SummerSlam? Empty, empty. No, I think it's 75-25 in favor of Goon just because of WWE likes rewriting the record book. Um, but I can't rule it out. I, I want to see how it plays out over the next couple weeks. When does he, when does he need to get to... September. Um, it's yeah. It's sometime it's a. It's sometime in September because like last week I think oh, it was like so, seventy two days. So Goon steals a win and then he loses the title at Fastlane in October. Yeah, something like that. Um, hell, maybe I mean maybe even draw. I depends how they do Survivor Series. Like if that's, they do that's kind of what I was. Thinking. If they do the champion yeah, versus because like I, fucking Gunther Gunther losing it at fucking 
fast lane feels shitty. But like, I mean, if you make yeah. it the event, um, well, performance. September's fast lane. What's October's event? October's fast lane. I don't think there is one in September, is there? I think I think October is fast lane because it was my birthday. So you told me there's like an eight week gap between between female and my events between SummerSlam and Fastlane. Wow, it could be a Saudi show. Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, oh yes, it might be a Saudi show. Uh, no, okay. So SummerSlam is August fifth. Um, payback is September second in Pittsburgh. Fastlane is October seventh. Um, Crown Jewel is would be sl- right before Survivor Series if if they. If they do that, that would be the next Saudi show. Um, yeah, I forgot about payback. They just announced that last week as well. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he would lose it. Payback would be too soon because I think it has to be like mid September. Um, first, first opportunity there would be um, would would be at Fastlane. But I, ju- I just don't necessarily see it happening there. And it also feels uh, feels like a small. Uh, if if he lost it in a main event performance, because you're probably not going to have Roman Reigns defend the title on that show, like oh I yeah, Roman he defending. That's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't hate him losing it in a main event. I mean, it is the okay. It is the arena where the right. Pacers play, so I guess it's possible. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rule it out. Um, but also another reason I pick him is because it's a big L and a fuck you to the dirt sheet writers who were trying to put Drew McIntyre as a surprise entrant at uh, all in. So it's true. Go fuck yes, yourself. that's true. First off, the guy's contract wasn't even up until January. So if you were actual reporters, you would do your fucking job and not write lazy bullshit to <laughs> try and get people to think Drew was showing up at all in. Them lazy sons of bitches. Feels like Gunther's savage uh, steam up moment where he'll he'll lose some point to Gunther. No, no, well, he'll Gunther will uh, will uh, lose to uh, uh, Drew, and then Gunther will be elevated to the world title pitcher. Same way Savage was eighty seven. Same thing. I mean, I think that if Gunther loses, I think Gunther may very well win the Royal Rumble. Yep. Absolutely. I've had that prediction that you offered that months ago, actually. Joe, you got a last wrestler of the uh, wrestler of the week? Oh, you take Eddie Kingston? All right, cool, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Wait Good a job, minute. Man. And uh, uh, all right. Uh, so that's wrestlers of the week. Um. Anything else before we wrap this pitch up? I think that's it, man. We're good. Uh, small bit of house cleaning. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. House cleaning. Uh, 50-50 chance uh, that I am available for next week's show. I will let you guys know on the air um, now. Um, I am in Vegas. If I am still playing in the tournament that I'm buying into on Tuesday, day two is on Thursday, so I cannot make a commitment for next Thursday until we get to that point. Um, so if you guys do a show without me, um, Jim, uh, at the show conclusion, if you can just text me uh, your guys' picks for wrestlers of the week, um, I'll send two picks in to you guys that you guys can, you know, use on the air so that we keep the, the balance in order. Um, but yeah, uh, Ernest, you got anything before we go? I do. One more joke before I get out of here. No, fuck you. No. 
What you what get you one. One, one, one more, dude. One more. No. What do you call a? No, it's no, no, no. Come on. No. This, is, this is for my wife. My wife actually had this one. What do you call a duck that's addicted to drugs? Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> a quackhead. Anyway, I was, I, I was thinking that if I said Johnny Knoxville, she'd have punched you. And... Yeah, that, that was that was the hope, but it didn't happen. But I, I, that's why I said. That's why I honestly. As soon as he said, it's my wife, I was like, I'm going to let him say it. But then I can say Johnny Knoxville and she punches him in the face. So me and Jim both went out of this. The whole yeah. thing and sucks. The whole thing sucks. Anyway, uh, Ernest Rick Podcast, of course, all podcast catchers. Uh, I'm on Twitter at each the seven. I'm actually now on Threads now, the new uh, social media platform that uh, Matt? Jim. Matt? I think Matt's got something to say to Threads. Please refresh the page to hear the sounds. <laughs> Who oh my gives lord! <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah, Ernest underscore Christian. That's the Instagram bullshit. But anyway, yeah. Um, Ernest podcast. All podcast catchers. The dead podcast last night. Uh, we'll drop it today. Uh, had Rob Burnett on the show. A good show. We we'll talk, talk about actually uh, top, the top fifty billboards, uh, top fifty all time hip hop groups and shit. And actually discussed this topic too. We did also Triple H and whatnot. So yeah, interesting perspective on on that as well. But. Other than that, uh, that as well. Um, other than that, that's about it, man. Have a good summer, buddy. You know, on the word good summer. What are you taking? Time. Another fucking sabbatical? No, I'm still here, buddy. I'm still here. <laughs> I mean, I might, I might be gone in two weeks for, for the Mudvayne concert. Shocking. That's about it. You ever heard of Mudvayne, uh, Jim? Yes. Okay, so I wouldn't go to see them in the year 2023, but. Well, they're back. It's the first tour since returning. So, I said I said what I said. Uh, you can find me at Big Jim Sports on Twitter and Threads. I don't know. I I, I probably <laughs> like I've 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 posted I've threaded. I get. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It feels weird. Yeah, you, you bother me on there. You, you bother me on there actually. Well, it's because you say nope. stupid things. I'm going to bother you. Um, of course you are. Blocked. But. Uh, yeah, big gym sports across all things because I make it easy uh, for everybody. Um, three count Thursday, we we had the uh, the the show from tonight, the live show uh, that is up on all of our podcast platforms. Uh, we what the fuck are you flashing lights for? What the hell's wrong with you? My wife, my, my wife, man, not me. Oh my god, my hands. Look, see, look, look, see. Can I turn his camera off? I want to know if I can turn his camera off. Ah, damn it, I don't think I can. It's a wife. I mean, nope. I, I can't. Shit. I wish I could have. Um, She's about my worst ceremony. Come out. You um, at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Huddle Up Podcast. Going to try to get Observations Pod finally um, recorded over this uh, this upcoming weekend. We are going to be recording some stuff uh, next week. We fuck. We're a month away from football starting uh, or gearing up towards the football season, which is just insane. Um, so we're getting ready for uh, the new season of that. Um, but yeah, hit, hit just hit the link tree at Big Jim Sports on Twitter, and that's uh, all you. Uh, that's where you'll find everything. Joe, plug. <laughs> Sorry. Is he awake? No. Still sleeping? Yeah. How's your ass, Joe? Sorry. He's sleeping. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. You can follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. Send all your hate tweets tweets to at EJ Christian Seven. That's at EJ Christian Seven. Um, Cause fuck that guy. Um, yep. Happy birthday, buddy. I will eventually get nice. a recap of the hockey uh, season. Um, free agency is hit, so 
it's been kind of all over the fucking place. Um, so maybe I'll do that while I'm sitting in Vegas on on a Wednesday afternoon. Maybe I'll go check out the United store. Hey, Jim, you want anything while I'm there? Maybe. All right, we'll talk. Um, other than that, uh, if you want to listen to me talk about sports, uh, South Florida baseball, uh, you can listen to that Sunny Days and Double Plays. Uh, and other than that, guys, um, maybe I'll see you next week. Maybe I won't. You'll have to listen and find out on the next episode of the Take 3 Wrestling Podcast.